Oh, hey there. Thanks for choosing to listen to Conference Talk. This is Shelby. And this is Kevin. Tune in each week to hear us discuss a conference talk by modern-day apostles and general authorities. We love y'all, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, Shelby. Hey, Kev. Episode 24 of 24. Conference Talk. Yep. And today, today we are discussing the talk entitled Finding Refuge from the Storms of Life by Elder Ricardo P. Jimenez. Good job. <laughs> of the 70. Yeah. And, you know, I remember last week when we were winding down, like we did our, we did our, uh, talk on, or we did our conference talk episode on Elder Cook's talk, and I scrolled to the side, and I was like, oh, okay, it's like a guy from the 70. Who's next? After him, right? Oh, El- Elder Uchtdorf. Now I'm looking forward to that one, right? And so I kind of just disregarded this talk, not because I didn't think it was inspired, not because of any reason. It was just like, you know, we're kind of cruising right now. We've, we've got only so much time. Mm-hmm. trying to get these talks covered before the next conference and so on and so forth. And with that being said, I I kind of slept on this talk until we listened to it this morning. Yeah, I slept on this talk too, but because I didn't make the time. I studied other things. Right. When I should have been studying this, but I didn't realize how fast this talk was coming. <laughs> right. So it took me by surprise. So I listened to it this morning with you. The reason that I bring that up is because it's a really good talk. I mean, the there's there's um, true doctrine in this talk for sure. Oh yeah. And it, there's a lot of impact that it can have on somebody who. Um, you know, as Elder Jimenez says, is, you know, seeking refuge from the storm. Right. So what I wanted to do, and this came to my mind pretty much immediately when I started listening to the talk. And it's something that I wrote years ago. Well, how many years ago? Let me see. When did it, when did I create it? I guess I don't have a date, but it was, it was definitely in 2000. 18. That's when I, I wrote it. Um, I was looking for a more specific date, but uh, it's called The Storm. Mm. And, you know, it was this idea of kind of giving a, uh, creating a system by which people can prepare for uh, events in their lives that are, are best likened to storms. And of course, that's something that is talked about in the scriptures a lot, you know, the uh, weathering the storms, the whirlwind, so on and so forth. Right. I just want to read a few things from it. Uh, I start off saying or asking, what is the storm? And I answered the question, the storm is the opposition in your life. It is the event that will cause discord in your personal, professional, financial, and or family affairs. 
and life is full of these torrential downpours. The storm comes upon you when you lose a job or lose a friend. It's when a loved one falls ill or passes away, when children go wayward or spouses are unfaithful or unresponsive. And I go through and I, I ask these questions like, why prepare for the storm? How to prepare yourself, how to prepare others, you know, so on and so forth. Um, you know, the, the, the answer to why prepare is because the storm is coming. It's, it's not whether it will or won't, it's when. Then how to prepare yourself, it's through discipline, doing the things that you know you should be doing to stay on the covenant path, which there's safety there. And on the covenant path, there's all these other things that you do that are something that I said the other, I think it was last episode, was it's passive acts, like actions. That, that members of the church who are steadfast and, and rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ, they just do, right? They just, they go to church. They partake of the sacrament. They read the scriptures. They listen to conference, you know, all these things that you kind of do. And it's like, well, what, what else would I do? Right. I've just been doing it. Right. Some people would say, oh, that means you're casual. It means you're, you're just going through the motions. Man, this is a long, this is a long life, right? It's okay to have moments where you're like, hey, I'm just doing this because I know it's what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know exactly what I'm getting from it 100%. Um, or, or maybe that's the wrong way to put it. But like, uh, I'm definitely going through the motions in the sacrament meeting or in this elders quorum class. But that's okay because I know I'm supposed to be here. Right. Um, and as long as you're living worthily, I really believe that sometimes that can be, that can be included in, you know, your ministering assignment, even going to the temple, you know, like you're feeling kind of tired. You're, you've been busy and you're just going to go. And maybe you're not just beaming to be there. But you're like, I know this is where I'm supposed to be. I know my ancestors are, are thanking me and I'm going to do this work right now, you know? Yeah. So I, th that's, that's what I talk about when I say, you know, going through the motions and this passive, this passive uh, behavior on the part of members. And so, and nevertheless, I reiterate there's safety there. Oh, of course. There's 100% safety <laughs> when you do the small, we talk about it all the time, but when you do the small and simple things, there is safety. It provides you protection. And the minute that you don't do those things, um, you start to lose your protection. Hmm. And um, yeah, so I agree with you 100%. And so for a, a physical storm, like a real mm -hmm. world storm, yeah, you know, you got to do some things to prepare for it. Like, you know, when we were still dating, mm -hmm. I think we were still dating. Yeah, we were you dating. Know, you know yeah, what I'm talking, know about. What you're talking about. There was there was a storm coming in to yeah, Arlington. Like hail, like crazy hail coming in, all that stuff. Well, that's what the news said, right? They said, hey, y'all, there's going to be like golf ball to softball size hail. Right. 
And so, you know, protect your cars. And we had some friends who you, you were living with at the time. Yeah. And you either sent me a picture or you we were told there. me. No, we were, we were there together we were there. at the kitchen table. Do you not remember? It was it was about to start storming and we're at their kitchen table eating dinner. Yeah. And they came down. They slept downstairs that night mm-hmm. because they didn't want to be upstairs and because the wind and right. hail could sweep them away yeah. up there. <laughs> but they were putting cardboard over their cars. Yes. They were like fixing cardboard over their cars, their windows, stuff like that. Right. And nothing happened in Arlington. Well, it rained. It rained. And stormed. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But definitely no big old A hail. little bit. It was a lot of it, dude. <laughs> but the the point I'm making is, and to be honest, up north, like in Bikini, Frisco, they had some big hail. And I saw the pictures. But here in Arlington, not not really any to speak of. And I mean, I remember going to the store that later that day mm-hmm. and like, you know, people had like a bunch of water bottles in their car and it, you know, it was like a mini COVID pandemic run on things, right? <laughs> right. To a much lesser degree. And I just thought, how silly these people, you know, like this is going to be like the end of the world. Like you're going to have to, anyway, the whole point is, is that there are physical preparations like there are preparations that you need to do for a real storm and like right now we've got hurricanes it's hurricane season like you said right before we started recording you know people are fueling up their generators you know getting sandbags you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that maybe making travel arrangements if they need to get out right so those are the things that you do have to prepare for it requires some resources but for spiritual storms and i could even include those as like you know the examples that i listed like when somebody falls ill uh, that can have a spiritual impact on you even right now school starting back up for some people it's stressing them out and it's a spiritual crisis right right what are ways that that we have to or that we can prepare or seek some refuge from those kind of storms. So I guess I'll, okay, I have a lot of thoughts. Mm. Um, from those kind of storms, like spiritual, mental storms, I guess, um, you already talked about what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you already said it all. It's the small, simple things. Those are the things I think that help in, in that time of crisis but I also think it's about something that Elder Jimenez said in his talk he said um, faith is the antidote for fear well he was quoting President Nelson so the reason that we get like we live in this fallen world so we know that you know things are going to happen sometimes not of our own uh, agency or volition to make it happen but it just happens right and he talks he brought up the fact that when these storms happen we usually get scared we usually have fear and he said faith is the antidote for fear uh faith in the lord jesus christ in our lord jesus christ and that's from russell nelson's talk called let your face show but i thought about Mm. uh something i had wrote too (laughs) about storms Mm. and it was when there was a tornado uh 
back in January of this year in Dallas. And I put replacing tornadoes with faith was the the um, name of the talk. And I realized, <laughs> like, just now when we started this podcast, I was like, oh, hey. And it's not, it wasn't a talk. It was something you wrote. Oh, right? yeah. This is something I okay. wrote. Um, and I wrote it because... I was really scared about this tornado. It, like the sirens were going off and things. So it was it was not oh a tornado warning, but no, the the sirens are actually going off to say like seek shelter. Um and I realized that my fear is tornadoes. So really and then even my talk was replacing fear with faith. <laughs> and then I saw the quote, you know, I saw this thing in here where it says Faith is the antidote for fear. So it was like, you know, it went uh, correlated with my with what I wrote. And I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. So I guess my short, long answer is faith, right? Right. Like faith that everything will get better because it's not just, it's not just right now, like in that moment. There's eternity, right? And we really have to keep that perspective of it is not just now, it is a very, very long time frame that we can't even understand. So there's kind of a duality there that I'm, I'm hearing where you have to anticipate future storms mm-hmm. and do the, the things you need to do now to prepare for them. Correct. And also when you're in the storm, when you're suffering from the storm, yeah, you have to also have that long-term outlook that, Hey, this is going to end that you know clear skies are going to appear the sun's going to come back so yeah literally it will and that's what he quoted elder robert d hills that said suffering is universal how we react to suffering is individual suffering can take one of two ways it can be a strengthening and purifying experience combined with faith or it can be destructive force in our lives if we do not have the faith in the lord's atoning sacrifice and when I wrote my my blog post, um, I identified two things. I said, one, I realized my fear of storms is a way for me to come closer to my Savior and replace my fear with faith. And two, I thought to myself, well, if a tornado hits and I live and endure it, at least I will get sent aid after hmm. from my Heavenly Father, not only physically, but also spiritually. So those were two things that I learned from my fearful experience. And I decided that the next time there's a tornado siren going off like that, which there hasn't been since January of 2019, at least I have had that experience. And I know that I can have some faith in the midst of that instead of like, I I learned it that time. So I want to take it and use it the next time. There's a really good talk. Uh, I was reminded of it last night when we watched the face-to-face broadcast with Elder and Sister Rasmian. A mm. uh, little plug. Definitely, <laughs> definitely go look that up. Doesn't matter if you're a YSA or not. It was so good. So good. The One of the brothers who spoke during that, like, posed a question. He, he brought up a... Well, he was answering a question, actually. Uh, he referenced a talk by President Nelson called Drawing the Power of Jesus Christ into Your Lives or Into Your Life. And people use 
they 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 say like access the atonement of Jesus Christ, like how how to access it, and and sometimes I worry that we take it for granted that people know what that means or how to do that. It sounds very general, and I I, I believe. And, and actually, I know that the way that I have come to have a, a deeper understanding and faith in the atonement of Jesus Christ is because I, I do know what he went through for me, that, that the comprehensive atonement that he made was for every living person in every circumstance. And so that means that from any, any situation I'm going through, he knows exactly how I feel. And so I can really give that, I can give frustrations over to him. I can let him take it all because he, he's already paid for it. In other words, you have faith in his atonement. Yeah. And that's in the talk. Yeah. It says, in order to enjoy the refuge that Jesus Christ and his atonement offer, we must have faith in him. A faith will allow us to rise above all the pains of a limited earthly perspective. And as soon as we do that, we gain an eternal perspective and our burdens are made light as we come unto him. So we have to we have to have that faith that that he really did what he says he did. Correct. And that what the prophets testify that he did. And I just want to read the scripture in Isaiah that Elder Jimenez quoted, if I may. It's from Isaiah chapter 53, verses 3 through 5, re referring to Jesus Christ. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried, carried <laughs> our sorrows. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. And I, I wrote down in my notes today, once we got home, I, I asked, like, why would you... Why would you want to follow? Well, why do you follow somebody in general? Like, why do you let someone lead you? And then, well, go. You had a, an answer to that kind of why rhetorical do you question. Let someone lead you. Yeah. Well, I just thought of our experience this morning on our hike. Oh, perfect. Do you want me to share it? Yes. So Kevin and I, Mondays are our pee days. <laughs> just kidding. Mondays are our days that we go grocery shopping, but we usually wake up and we go on a hike every Monday. And we have gone to the specific hiking set or hiking trails, um, I don't know, pretty frequently now. Um, and we've been learning the trails. And so we kind of know where certain things connect now and we find new ones each time we go. And we were on our way back to the car and we had actually, I had saw this lady twice on the trail mm -hmm. already, um, which indicated to me that maybe she didn't know where she was going. I thought that. I really was like, I think she's just exploring or walking in circles because we had been going a specific way and not duplicating our path. 
So then we, we, we see her again, third time. <laughs> and she turns around and looks at us and goes, how do I get out of here? <laughs> and we're like, oh, actually, it's just this way. Um, you can go this way or this way because there's multiple ways to get out. So I'm not really sure how to explain it to her. And I, finally, I just go, well, you can just follow us because we're going to the car, too. And she's like, okay. So your question, your question was, why do we follow somebody? I mean, I think it's because we're lost sometimes <laughs> or we need help. <laughs> and we, we have faith or we put trust in them. Right, right, this lady, I mean, we never met her. Yeah. She followed us all she the way just, to the car. She just believed us. Yeah, she's like, yeah. Right. Probably because she had seen us twice on the trail yeah. already, but it was very funny. And you, as we were walking, and we were a little ways in front of her. Right. So you could say this without necessarily her overhearing it. Um, not that we, it was secretive or something, but mm-hmm. you said this is, or no, you said it in the car. I said it in the car. Oh, you said it in the car. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I got my mix matched. Um, the chronological events were out of out of whack. In the car, you said that uh, that situation was very much a typifying of Christ. Of Christ. And like we kind of we didn't dig too deep into it there, but I said, yeah, and she was on the right path all along. Like she was going, going the right in the right way, but she didn't necessarily have faith in herself or trusted herself. Right. That she was going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And so she needed someone to follow. Yeah, she just needed someone to guide her for a little bit. And then it's funny because as we got to the end of the trail, she knew where she was. Right. And we were going to go to the right because you can't go to the right to get out or you can keep going the way we were. And so we told her that. We said, and, you can go either way. And she goes, oh, no, the pond's right there. I know where I am. Thank you so much. Yeah. So she saw something she remembered. Right. And now she was spiritual memories, right. and spiritual memories, you know, like yeah. elder uh, Irene talked about. Yeah. Or no, it wasn't Irene. You're talking about the spiritually defining memories by Cook. elder. No, it was elder Anderson, wasn't it? Oh, thank you. It was Anderson. I'm pretty sure. No, it was Anderson. I know it was. Okay. You don't have to go look at it. It was Anderson. But yeah, exactly. So there's a few threads <laughs> that are like going through all of what we said. But um, what I really wanted to focus on with regard to following Jesus Christ, why does it make sense to follow him as he's tread the path already, right? That's what we had done. We know that trail and that series of trails quite well. Right. And so you follow somebody because they at least been there. they seem like they know the way. Right. Mm -hmm. And of course, you have to be careful because in our Book of Mormon podcast, a little plug to us, (laughs) we know about priestcrafts. And there are people who they say, well, I've gone the way. So follow me and give the glory to me. Right. Right? Like if we had turned around once we had led her out and said, "Okay, that'll be five bucks. Right. Right. Or expected something from her in any way. Right. Right. I didn't expect anything from her. I didn't even expect a thank you. Right. Right. So as Christ is described in this Isaiah verse as a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, don't you want to follow somebody who hasn't had a perfect life? Like there's no experience there. Right. They don't know what you're going through. Right. 
you can't share your deepest, darkest experiences with them because they are oblivious, right? And that's why I love our our church leadership because these men and women, and that goes from, from our ward and stake to areas to the whole global church and the, the you know church headquarters. These men and women have lived lives. They've had financial troubles. They've lost jobs. They've lost children. Mm-hmm. They, you know, all these things. And and we can really look to them as as a type of Christ. It's like, hey, they're following Christ as well, but they also have so much to teach us. And so um yeah. What what else do you want to say before we go on? I just think that the point of this talk was to realize that there are going to be storms, uh, however they come in many different ways, and that the one true soul way we can rely on getting through the storms is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we have to rely and understand and have faith, first of all, that he existed and that he performed the atonement for us. And that's how we make it out or make it through. Yeah. And eventually out. Mm. So, um, I don't know. I just, that's a really good talk. I don't really have much more to say, to be honest with you. (laughs) Well, he, he does talk about, I didn't, I didn't do as many. I mean, he talks about having joy. Right, right. In the journey and, you know, understanding that why is this happening to me? We ask that a lot. Why this? Why that? Oh, he, he talked about, uh, he quoted President Nelson when he said, saints can be happy under every circumstance when the focus of our lives is on God's plan of salvation and Jesus Christ and his gospel, we can feel joy regardless of what is happening or not or not happening in our lives. And that, that goes back to like long-term perspective. So I, I guess we've already covered that. And too. I, I pointed that out on our talk today when he said it, or, or walk when yeah. we were listening to the talk. <laughs> um, I was like, that's why you need an eternal perspective because if you don't see a long-term, if you don't believe that there's glory after this and that we get to live with our families, then why are you going to endure all the suffering? Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. But if you have that understanding, obviously you do know, and it does make sense. And so it's easier to endure through the trials. I mean, it's a, it's only a 10 minute talk. <laughs> That's true. And so there's not, a, I mean, there's a lot that we could talk about. We've, I feel like we've talked about so much. Like, yeah. I can't believe it's only been like less than 30 minutes. Because I feel like we've just poured our whole hearts <laughs> into discussing. I know I'm. I've definitely. I feel the spirit here, and mm-hmm. and I've I've even felt my faith grow, and my testimony grow in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that we both brought up things that we've written. Mm. I fancy myself an author <laughs> because I have I've written a few books. Mm-hmm. You know. 
a few novels. Um, and I've just numerous short stories, short stories. And you're quite the writer too. You write to record, you know, uh, impressions and whatnot. Mm. It's interesting that, that Jesus Christ is also called the author and finisher of our faith. And I think, uh, I, I keep saying I think, but I actually know that that's true with the father, even our father. He wrote this plan that we would go through and not, you know, I, maybe every jot and tittle. I think that's the, the expression. Obviously, cranny? No, 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 like every, every small detail of our life story is known to them because they're omniscient, I think yeah. is the correct term, that they do, they're all knowing. Mm -hmm. It's not that they control us. It's not that we're destined and we can't escape our destiny, but they're, they're so wise and all knowing that they do know what we're going to do before we do it. Right. And that is how they also help us and guide us. Right. And so it's interesting that, um, you know, we as we write things and we compose a story or a, a, a detailed expression that, you know, we have to know the end, too. We can't just bumble along and get there. Right. And so having that deeper faith and belief that Christ does know exactly where we're going even more of a reason to follow him. <laughs> I just want to, again, bear my testimony of our Savior Jesus Christ and all that he has done for us, all that he is doing for us. And something that he has and is doing is he's hastening the work and he's using his servants and us us right and when i say using i want to recant that a little bit i want to say he's offering us a role to to play because he can get it done himself <laughs> to be quite frank right <laughs> but he wants us to have the opportunity to participate in the plan yeah and i'm very grateful for that and I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. I just want to say one thing that came to my mind. It was, I've shared it before. I don't know if it was on Conference Talk or Book of Mormon podcast, but it was obviously very um, impactful because I remember it frequently when I'm talking about trials um, and faith and things like that. Uh, I, w I had the opportunity to sit in on a blessing. And in that blessing, it, it said to her, your savior has already passed through this try this trial that she was going through and that was just such a unique perspective that i think we sometimes forget in the storms of our life is sometimes we get caught up in us in our head and how am i going to make it through and we need to remember and take the more positive approach of well my savior already made it through it so i'm going to and i don't really know how but i am 
and keep moving forward, right? And so, and that's the only way, that's the only true way I believe that we can find peace in our storms, regardless of if they're literally physical storms or um, whatever kind of storms we discussed in the beginning. So I know that that's true as well. And I testify that everything Kevin said is true. So we say these things in the name of our Savior and your Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. What's what's our next episode? Our next episode is episode 25. And it is Come and Belong by Elder Uchtdorf. Yes. Yeah. Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf. Yeah. So we're going to go through with that i need to read it <laughs> man such a such a stud and then when they have like what three more talks after that again um this talk is coming out oh this talk this <laughs> episode of conference talk is coming out wednesday we should have the next episode out by friday followed by the book one podcast next week is going to be a triple hitter mm-hmm. if that's even the correct term or expression we're gonna have a an episode in which you get to listen to one of our good friends uh, with some of his fellow return missionaries they're going to be discussing um, the talk titled the finest homes by elder l whitney clayton You'll also be hearing us discuss um, two other talks, the the two final talks in the conference, sharing the message of the restoration and the resurrection by Elder Christofferson and the concluding talk, Go Forward in Faith by President Nelson. We may have a guest on one of those or guests, Mm -hmm. plural. So we'll definitely, we'll be looking into that. But what I wanted to say, uh, because we always do forget to say it until the end, even though we we decided that we were going to say it at the beginning of talks, but we're just so eager to get in, we keep we keep forgetting. But following this October general conference, these conference talk episodes are going to be on their own feed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. There should be a separate feed for conference talk. Meanwhile, this feed that you're listening to this talk on now is going to be specifically dedicated to the Book of Mormon podcast. Right. So just keep that in mind. Um, really, the reason for that was just to kind of separate the two, uh, possibly get... Um, to be frank, the reason that I wanted to do it was that I saw that if we posted a, an episode of the Book of Mormon podcast, and then the next day or the next two days, we post an episode of Conference Talk, you now don't see the episode of the Book of Mormon podcast as your new episode from us. So I worried that some people would not know that there were two podcasts available. I don't think that's necessarily true anymore, but I still like the idea of having them on two separate feeds because they are different podcasts. It's a very different, right? Very different uh, flow 
and everything like that. And so I think having them be separate is going to help people kind of tune into what they're, what they want to listen to. Hey, do I want to listen to a deep dive into the scriptures, which is much more, it's almost in a way super detailed, right? I mean, we're we're getting in deep, Right. right? We're a year into the podcast and we're rounding uh, the corner on finishing second Nephi. So we've right. got years to go. Right. Meanwhile, conference talk, I mean, this it's fast paced, right? It's banging them out and we've got to get them in a six month period uh, to get them all in. So anyway, anything else you want to leave with our listeners? No. All right. We appreciate y'all. Um, as always, feel free to uh, submit your feedback to us either um, by Facebook, Instagram, or just text us, call us. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, we will talk to y'all next time. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. What's something you learned from this episode of Conference Talk? What are your thoughts, impressions, or feedback for us? Be sure to write them down and let us know via Facebook or Instagram at Christ Center Conversations. Press forward, saints!